This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I have no idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. That better who even the lights go dim. From James Cagney to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you. And dirty, dirty studios made. From wings to Top Gun, movie stars and no ones. Romantic, crazy fans that leave no real fun. Hollywood is still from history in Hollywood. They chase the Oscar, but it's all a sham, just like Shaq and Kazam. All your dreams can come true. History, the history of film, all of it made for you. Good God, that was terrible. Welcome back, everyone, to another rousing episode of Film Film History. The history of film. After the Claire Bow saga, I thought uh, we would take it a little bit easier this episode. So we're just going to kick back, relax. We're going to go a little lighter. Go a little lighter. We're going to do a little easier on the drama because we right. don't want so much trauma yeah. in our ears from you know the ups and downs and craziness of Claire Bow. So we decided to. You know, bring some brevity That's to right. the world. Some brevity. And with that, what are we doing today, James? Uh, Hollywood murders. Oh. Hollywood murders. The return of mysterious That's Hollywood right. deaths. Which is, by the way, one of y'all's favorite episodes. Yeah. yeah. It's, the, the, Numbers the, don't lie. Yeah, Numbers views, don't lie. The views speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listened. Yeah. 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 Uh, you want murder? We'll bring you murder. <laughs> you want mystery? You want us to solve stuff? <laughs> we did a good job solving it last time. We did, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we can do that today if you okay. guys want. We can do, uh, yeah. what was it called? Um, you called it a genius thing. Oh, um, God. Um, uh, uh, fucking, uh, wait, wait, we're going to come up it? with it. It was uh, conjecture, conjecture. <laughs> oh, baseless conjecture? Baseless conjecture. Yeah, we'll okay. Do, we'll, be, we'll do BC here tonight yeah, we'll as well. Do some BC. Baseless conjecture. Hollywood murders, everyone. We're going to take it real light, fluffy stuff, crack mm-hmm. open a Miller Lite, yeah. do a line of cocaine. The return of the top ten list? That sounds real light <laughs> and relaxing. <laughs> no, it's not the return of the top ten, because last time we <laughs> fucked up the numbers, so okay, I'm, right. I'm not trying to do that again. All I'm right. just going to bring them to you as I bring them to okay, you. Okay, all right. You remember that? <laughs> Number 45. Number 45. Number 10. Right. Right. Uh, rest in peace, Blake, man. Blake, that was his... <laughs> Blake, when that episode came out, Blake was like, you guys couldn't even get the numbers right? I was like, hey, man, fuck off, dude. All right, we're trying our best. It's like, part of the joke. It's got, part of the joke, dude. We got it wrong on purpose. <laughs> this is the story I'm sticking with. 
But uh, yes, we're going back to mysterious Hollywood deaths. Today we're not doing the the countdown. Don't worry. As a matter of fact, we're not doing a lot of that stuff. We're not doing like when are we? You know, mm. I do have an inflation calculator in there though. Okay, I do have right. one. I, or, I feel like anytime we talk about money these days, it's going to involve an inflation calculator, I, even I'm, if it's about yesterday. I'm <laughs> sick. I'm sick with it. I can't even watch a movie these days, like an old movie. If I'm watching a 1930s movie and a uh, any money is exchanged. With Within the film, I'm on my fucking inflation calculator app. I'm like, what is that? What so is funny. that? I was yeah. playing uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake last week, and the the game is set. Well, I, so I walked. There's a gas station. I walked by it. And it says gas for a dollar twenty nine. I was like, gas for a dollar twenty nine. When was this? And then my <laughs> chat was like, it's set nineteen forty. It's set nineteen ninety two. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yep, yep. So that makes sense. That's about five dollars a gallon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I can't help it. I can't so, help it. I, any old movie that I watch. We're going to talk about mysterious Hollywood deaths today. <laughs> the, de- the death of, uh, of the thread is uh, the first thing that happens. So, uh, okay. So, yes, these are mysterious Hollywood deaths. Listen, not all of these people are actors or film people, but mm-hmm. just hang on with us. Don't worry about it. They Don't happen get so in Hollywood. Up in it. They happen in Hollywood. Cool. You know? So, they belong in film history, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> we can go either way. I've got three people here today. Mm-hmm. I've got Ronnie Chasen. Mm-hmm. I've got Phil Spector. And I've got Samuel Cook. Ooh. Uh, let's go. Well, I, know, you just I know who Sam Cook is, yeah, and yeah, I know yeah. who Phil Spector is, yeah. but I don't know who Ronnie, Ronnie Chasen, Chasen is. is. Okay. Yeah, okay. Ronnie Chasen. Number 10. Number 10. <laughs> <laughs> Number 46. <laughs> this one was a huge deal at the time, but has not been talked about very much since. This was 2010. That's probably why I remember it so much as well. This is when Damn, I moved into that town. Was just, that was just recent. You weren't even born yet. Nah. <laughs> yeah. you, were, you were a sperm in, yeah. in your dad's balls. Uh, <laughs> she was this big-time publicist for the stars. She was a ah. huge Hollywood publicist. So Hollywood involves still. She's in the film... Exactly. She is not an actress, but still in the industry. industry. Yeah, okay. She was called Hollywood's Ultimate Publicist. That's what Mm. she was named. She repped Michael Douglas, Hans Zimmer, Leonardo DiCaprio, A list rosters, you know, and she was was old school. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean, for for, for the non film aficionados, what does a publicist do? A publicist is the people who are responsible for getting your name in the magazines. Okay. Uh, Or getting your name out of the magazines. uh, (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. They are either fixer uppers or just fixers. Yes. Uh, Yeah. When you have a cover on people, that is because your publicist did that, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, anything, any publicity, they churn it up for you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, she was like the fucking business, but also not only that, her brother was director Larry Cohen at the time, (laughs) at the time, Uh, they're all dead now, but, uh, at the time her, her brother was still alive and director Larry Cohen and he was big in the 70s, but in the early 2000s, he did movies like Phone Booth with Colin Farrell, I've heard Cellular, of that. yeah, just like phone-based, uh, phone-centric movies, yeah, phone-centric movies. <laughs> and she was uh, his sister, and but also a publicist not only 
do they get you into publications, magazines and shit? Mm-hmm. Uh, they run your Oscars campaigns. Oh. So if you want to win an Oscar, it all begins with a publicist. Ah. Publicists are the lobbyists of the film That's world. That's exactly, Ooh. yes. That is a perfect example. What an yes, astute yes, yes. comparison. Yes. What, what an astute <laughs> observation. So the road to an Oscar starts with an army of publicists or maybe just one badass like Ronnie Chasen running campaigns, whining and dining Academy members. Uh, they'll they'll take these Academy voters out. They'll they'll take them to mm-hmm. fucking uh, Boa and shit. They'll buy them nice dinners. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll take them to like their own mansion or your mansion. Mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring all the Academy over to your house mm-hmm. and we're going to screen the movie and we're going to drink wine. We're going to eat fucking thousands of dollars worth of food mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about why you deserve well, the Oscar. With Leo, it was all the Academy voters that were 25 and Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, one, no one over 25, which is no one. Which is why I didn't win an Oscar. Yeah, which is why I didn't win an Oscar, because no one in the Academy is under 65. So. <laughs> but yeah, enjoy the hors d'oeuvres and a gift bag. You know, and you've heard of these gift bags. Like, when, they, when, when they're whining and dining these Academy members, these mm-hmm. gift bags are like $30,000. You know, like, you'll get like a fucking iPad and like, uh, so open your gift bag, there's a key to a Tesla, you know? It's I mean, like, the last year... Of uh, the Oscars last year, the gift bags from the Oscars to the nominees were a hundred and twenty thousand oh dollars per gift bag. I didn't even hear that they had gone up that much. What was what was in that? So you get like they they partner with like resorts and like all these vacation stuff. So they'll be like right. forty thousand dollar credit at this Italian Riviera resort for you and seven of your friends. Right. Wow. You know. Oh, when you go to Paris next, rent any car you want from for as long as you want from this company. Oh wow. Yeah. You know, roll around in a Rolls Royce or a fucking McLaren. <laughs> you know, or whatever experiences you want. are always more valuable than stuff. Anyway. But I mean, it and was... they would still have like the iPad and yeah. like all that other <laughs> shit in there. So I... like. It, it combined, you got like tens of thousands in actual physical stuff, but then like right. a shit ton more, like seventy percent of it, in like these things that you you can't like physically trade in, yeah. like you can't pawn them or yeah. re-gift them, but yeah. it, the value of them is yeah. still like crazy. And, and it's valued that, but they're probably just like, it, it probably didn't cost them that much to get you that thing. No, it's like, it, I know it's the guy free for French, everyone. I know the guy at the French Riviera, like yes. this, is, this is how much it would be if anyone had to pay for this, this but no one has thing. to pay for this. If no, you are rich. The, acad- the Academy yeah. gets the discount, but they still gotta pay. Yeah. Mm. Because if, like, it's a war between which resort. Yeah. Well, uh, and it's all about marketing as well. If you are rich and you are famous, everything is free. Because everyone wants to see you yes. post from Instagram from yeah. there like this the gift bag ranged from a $16 package of chocolate covered pretzels to a $40,000 visit to a luxury Canadian <laughs> wow. estate probably Whistler you know well, okay I have a question about the iPad though they they yeah. already have an iPad whoever you're oh, giving the iPad they already today. have everything <laughs> they already have anything that you can give I mean, them like, oh, if he... you were at the Oscars you have everything that you would need in yeah. life I guarantee you there's no Christmas present that anyone can give you besides an <laughs> island. Oh wait, you're getting nominated for a film that did so well at the box office right. that everybody's yeah. banking. Here's an AMP Royal. Like here's a fucking forty thousand dollar watch in your gift bag. I have the list. Nine thousand dollar three night stay at Faro Punta Imperatoria Lighthouse in Italy. <laughs> lighthouse. A lighthouse. 
Wait a minute. A one square meter plot of land in Australia. Yep, yep. What? I remember that. Yep. One square meter? What the fuck are you going to do with a square meter? <laughs> they gave you land in Australia. It's like when you get that, like, uh, what is it? Something titles where you get to be a Scottish lord. You pay, oh, like, yeah, 20 right. bucks and you get to be like, oh, I'm a lord now. Yeah. And you get, like, a foot it's of land in the, Scotland. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, square meter of land in Australia. <laughs> You get a $12,000, and I shit you not, arm liposuction procedure from Dr. Thomas Sue, <laughs> promising to give women an instant lean and toned look with smooth shapes and perfectly defined contours. <laughs> I love how, like, that's their thing. You're like, you know, we know what these actors really want. Liposuction, yeah. well, like, <laughs> plastic surgery, and fucking resorts. Yeah, there's, one, there's a hair transplant for well, seven what's grand. What's fucking Gal Gadot gonna do with that? She's in the gym every day anyway. <laughs> Because she plays a superhero, she doesn't fucking need that. Yeah, but Gal Gadot ain't getting nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> oh shit! Nice. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the gift bags are serious, and these are all. This is all publicists, like mm-hmm. Dev said. These are lobbyists for Hollywood. You know, they're your own fucking personal lobbyist. Or we're not paying you off. We're giving gifts. Right. Yes. Yeah. These Quid are the people pro. who are out there marching to get you that fucking Oscar. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what Ronnie Chase did and in 2010 she was leading the campaign for johnny depp's alice in wonderland so she's already dead what the fuck is that getting nominated for (laughs) i mean that was burton and like disney really doing that because that would have been like special effects cgi stuff that's not an acting thing that would would be like sound you would push for best picture like if you're ronnie chase and you're going for best picture (laughs) for that movie well you shoot for the moon and then you land in the pacific ocean okay uh, (laughs) (laughs) thought the phrasing goes a little <laughs> you shoot for the moon and you land on Catalina. Okay. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> but <laughs> Alice in Wonderland, which in itself was a mysterious Hollywood murder of a movie, you know. On the <laughs> I want him. So, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go I ahead. I just went, you know, how, what, when was it that when Weinstein was involved that it was, oh, here's the perk of you get a trip to an island in the Bahamas, <laughs> in the Virgin Islands by this guy named Epstein. You get a private jet and a fucking week's stay. You know what how, I said? Ma- how many fucking gift bag tickets were that? It was <laughs> it was all a setup. Like, you just got a plane ride to an island. They didn't tell you who's player to whose island. Right, right. Then you get on the plane, they take a picture and be like, all right, so you're not going to say anything about anything. (laughs) You're on the blacklist. (laughs) So on the night of November 16th, 2010, Ronnie Chasen attends the premiere of Burlesque. Ah. With Cher, Christina Aguilera, musical. So she's there. She's at the after party for a while at the W. Uh, She's at the W. It's right down the street. Right down the street. And she's working the fucking party. Hollywood Foreign Press Association member... Golden Globes. Remember, Elizabeth Sarita recalls Chasen working the room. It was the crucial period before Golden Globe ballots were to be sent out at the beginning of December, and she said she'd corner you and not let you get away. Ronnie would say, don't you love my client? And that's what they would do. They would come up to you at parties mm-hmm. and be like, don't you love my client? They're like yeah. a used car salesman. When yes. say used cars, it's very famous people. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. They sound like one of those... Colombian ladies with scopolamine. You ever heard of that drug? <laughs> no. There's this drug in Colombia that the ladies of the night use. And, um, oh, the zombie drug? No, that's the shit from Russia. This shit is like, 
when you inhale it and you can put like a little bit on like the ladies put a little bit on their upper lip or like plug mm-hmm. their nose or they just blow some out of their hand mm-hmm. but it intoxicates you in a sense where it, it makes you go unconscious and you do whatever you're told uh-huh. so like they can blow a little bit on you and then be like go pull out $500 from the ATM mm-hmm. and you will go down and pull $500 out and get it so for like 12 hours you're at the whim of doing whatever you're told so to. every woman I've ever been with <laughs> am I right am I right am I right all right, boys. Whatever you want to tell yourself. It's just, <laughs> it's just the fucking Imperio curse from from Harry Potter. <laughs> it's yes. a real crazy drug that not a lot of people know about. Which I'm like, well, I'm sure fucking Mossad and CIA is just all over sure. that. Yeah. Using it's that. probably just sugar, yeah. and they just ask you to go to the ATM, and you just do it. It's yeah. <laughs> what you do when a woman asks you to go to the ATM. Especially uh, a Colombian woman. It's just- <laughs> it was about 30 minutes after midnight on this December night. After the W. So it was early. It was early. It was an early Hollywood night. Ronnie was, look, Ronnie was, uh, she wasn't a young uh, spring chicken. All right. Mm -hmm. You know, time to go to bed. I think she was like 70. We're going to get into it. But, uh, you know, I mean, she was Michael Keaton or uh, Michael Douglas's agent or she was Michael Douglas's publicity person in the 80s. Like, Ah, you know, she is, she's, she's an old Hollywood vet, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's about 30 minutes after midnight. She's almost home in Beverly Hills in her brand new black Mercedes Benz E350. And she is at the light of Sunset Boulevard and Whittier. So just past where the old skip bags offices were. That's uh, a reference on Sunset. everyone will understand. I know, I know. That's a- <laughs> When it, right, there's yeah. a there's a point in where West Hollywood transitions and becomes Beverly Hills, and yes. it goes from heavy yeah. Sunset Strip commercial nightclub high rise office buildings yeah. to just big houses yeah. and lots of real estate, and like it, yeah. it's a it's a line though. It's like don't yeah. it's a, it is. It's yeah. like a it's very weird. clear very, city yes. boundary. Yeah. As soon so, as Boa ends, it becomes it's, uh, forest and, and yeah, and it's like an old video. Domini. It's like yeah. It, yeah. it literally. It feels like an old video game where they didn't have the technology to like gracefully transition. So right. it's just like all of a sudden you're just it's stone, and then the next texture is grass. Yes, it's just like yes. it's weird. <laughs> it feels like there's it didn't load. Like something didn't load in between there. Yeah. But uh, the Rainbow Room is like the last like place right. on the strip the before last you get into the, yeah. In the strip. Yeah. 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 yeah, for sure. So she's over there on Sunset and Whittier. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty big intersection yeah. right there. And it was at that time. A guy rolls up next to her with a fucking Uzi. And this is Ronnie Chasen, Hollywood publicist. Not fucking like Pablo Escobar, you know, not Mickey Mickey yeah. Cohen. Yeah, like, yeah. this is a publicist. Not a crime person. Not a crime person. Well, no. to find crime. <laughs> That's very true. That we know of. <laughs> Leo yeah. didn't get the Oscar for 10 years. That's a crime. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's at that time... This guy rolls up next to her with a fucking Uzi, unloads into her car. Neighbors originally reported hearing gunshots in front of their homes, but more calls came into the 911 call center a few moments later stating that a late model black Mercedes Benz had run a curb and then hit and toppled a concrete streetlight. So they shot her. She, like, tried to drive off. She fucking hits the streetlight. All bad. When police arrived, they found Chasen slumped in the driver's seat, the steering wheel airbag inflated, and she had been fucking, like... Riddled with bullets? Swiss cheese. Absolutely. Yo. There were no shell casings found at the scene. Live rounds or weapon either. So nothing is... So they shot from inside the car? They... uh, 
<laughs> the call came from within the house. No, they shot her. They pulled up next to her and shot her. But somehow, right? But they didn't put the gun out the window. They kept the gun in the car, so the shell casings oh, in their fall. Car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That must Which what is it is. Yeah. when you normally fire a firearm from a vehicle, you put it out of the car because right. of the sound will blow out your eardrums. Right. If you fire, unload, even like a nine yeah. millimeter, you just do what? Like, yeah, this is drive by one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah. South Central yeah. knows this like all day. <laughs> So like you you put that shit outside because otherwise your ears are going to be bleeding and you won't be able to hear when but you that, let, you can't yeah. hear the cop car coming after and you. And they must not have or they got <laughs> out of the car and swept up all the fucking casings. No, dude, noise canceling headphones. Yeah, it's noise like canceling like headphones, probably SUV. Yeah. Fucking fired from within the vehicle. Silencer all the shell, on the... Which tells you, like, but, yeah, this is tactical. Been, yeah, suppressor would have been... I didn't think about that. Suppressor is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. Suppressor of headphones. Yeah. Which tells you, like, this shit is fucking... This is not just, like, a random... Yeah, yeah this sounds like a professional hit. It sounds like a professional hit. Uh, she's pronounced dead at Cedar sinai Medical Center. She's buried at Hillside Memorial Park Cemetery in Culver City, California. And then came the investigation from the Beverly Hills Police Department... All riding around in their Priuses, you know, <laughs> investigating. <laughs> They're like riding around on those fucking segways, you know, like, <laughs> like usually Beverly Hills PD deals with shoplifting from the Balenciaga store. Yeah, you know, it's, it's that Chihuahua, right? Yeah. Like, well, how do you guys yeah. think this happened? Well, I put a banana in the tailpipe and then shot her up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The yeah. Beverly Hills police are like, here's how we did it. No, just, but, Beverly uh, Hills police are only taking bribes. Like, they just, they, <laughs> their only job is to go door to door and collect their racketeering money. <laughs> exactly. They're like, we don't really know how to handle a murder. Who, yeah. The last person who'd been murdered in Beverly Hills was fucking OJ's wife, you know? Like, <laughs> Marilyn Monroe, for God's sake. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing that you don't really get drive bys in Beverly Hills. No. It's not a thing that happens. No, this might have been like the only one, you know? So this was like either. Either, like, somebody targeted her or mistaken identity. Somebody yeah. thought she was, like, some Saudi royal and, like, was like, oh, fuck, we got the wrong bins. I mean, right. you know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I mean, if the hit itself is that professional, I feel like they double-check their target. Like, I feel like they yeah, wouldn't. That's not sure. a mistake that you make if you're taking all those other precautions. It's very true. And at 1230 at night in Beverly Hills, you're it's not crowded roads. Like, right. yeah. there's nobody really yeah. on the roads there. No. The, if they empty. are, they're, like, driving through. They're not, like, yeah. stopped. There's not, like, traffic and they, shit. Would have had to like know in advance that she was going to be there at that time. Yeah, well, that's also, crazy. Uh, one of the things, like the theories, was like that's robbery right, gone wrong. But also, they it didn't sound they didn't like they tried anything. to rob her. Yeah, it sounded like they just opened fire. Also, yeah, yeah. I, that's I, a hit. That's a hit. Thieves don't have the kind of money it would take to pull that off. Uzis are. I'm not a gun person, but Uzis are not ex- are expensive. They're like ten thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, because they're illegal, you gotta. Well, maybe not. They're maybe. not. You can get an Uzi that's semi-automatic and convert it to fully. But like, yeah. it's. I don't. When was this? 2010. This is 2010. Uh, it's <laughs> Iraq Uzi, was waging. Yeah. No. So like, Uzis are a military use weapon, especially by covert like uh, operatives because of the size it's fully auto it's you could tuck it away like the size of it so it's it's a trade craft weapon of like intelligence agencies like to use uzis a lot mainly Mossad because they're uh (laughs) it's an israeli gun but uh (laughs) yeah it is uh okay go ahead so the beverly hills police department they get an anonymous tip through america's most wanted 
that this felon named Harold Martin Smith was at his apartment on Santa Monica Boulevard in Hollywood, right down the street over yeah. here, bragging about how he had been paid ten grand to kill Ronnie Chasen. And he was bragging about it to his neighbors and shit, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody <laughs> put him on America's Most Wanted. <laughs> and uh, the cops were like, we'd like to talk to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to talk to this man. Ten grand is not a lot of money to do a hit. No, man. Not at <laughs> this all. This is not enough. Not uh, enough. To a crackhead, ten yeah, grand is yeah. enough to if do you're anything. On, if you're living on Santa Monica Boulevard in Hollywood, ten grand's a lot of money. <laughs> you go pick up, and you go go to any tent city in L.A. and be like, I got ten grand. And yeah. everyone's going to be like, who do you need me to kill? I have ten grand and the weapon. <laughs> go ahead and just make it look like an accident. Yeah. You know, she tripped over a gun. <laughs> she, 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 <laughs> she tripped over an Uzi. She tripped and fell into a hundred bullets. <laughs> she turned herself into Swiss cheese. <laughs> And the other thing is that the murder weapon was clearly like an Uzi or whatever, which is expensive. So this unemployed Hollywood felon had a very expensive weapon by anyone's like, standards. Wait a minute, how do they know it was an Uzi? Uh, that I remember the type of bullets, right? It was yeah, it was yeah. The but type an of Uzi fires like a nine millimeter round. Yeah, like the wow. rounds that they they can they can well, fire. There's like, like a the couple different of... types. Maybe the fact that there was a hundred of them. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah but even then, you there's there's yeah. see this is the thing about firearms. Yeah. Like you, it's hard to discern depending on point. the round of ammunition. Like if they. I'm I keep my memory's foggy, but like Uzis in particular might have like a specific different unique caliber. For but sure. I think like like a Tech Nine mm-hmm. is like an Uzi, but it's a nine millimeter automatic. I right. see. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. you can shoot a Tech Nine and fire twenty rounds, and it will look pretty much the same as a handgun. Yeah. Nine okay, fire. yeah, that's a good point. That's How they point. know it's an Uzi? I don't know, actually. Is that what they said? Is that the official report? There's so report? many things missing about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the official report, but all, well, all, okay. well, the official report was dog shit. That's okay. one. Of, that's why this is mysterious. Yeah, uh, that is one of the things about this whole thing. So, the cops show up to this guy's apartment complex to ask him about it, and they run into him in the lobby of mm-hmm. the apartment complex, and they're like, "Hey, man, Harold, uh, your name's Harold, right?" He's like, "Yeah," and they're like, "We want to talk to you about the Ronnie Chasen murder." And in the apartment complex, the guy pulls out a pistol and blows his brains out. Whoa. Shoots himself in the head. What were there? Rather any, than talking to the police. Were there any witnesses to this? Yeah. I mean, well. Was this the, what the cops said oh, happened? I, oh, or were this there... is what the cops said happened. <laughs> okay, but there were no other witnesses. Interesting. We, we tried to talk to him. We promised. He killed himself. Yeah. Go to, yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Maybe you're right. Maybe yeah. you're right. I, I, I don't think that man killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> he was suicided. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, he, was, he was Epstein before Epstein was a thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> that is very theatric. Just yeah. to like blow your own brains out yeah instead of going to jail right i think the cops were were told (laughs) to find a fall guy and make sure that he can't testify okay okay fun fact about uzis uh yeah yeah yeah. so first of all it's an israeli weapon but it's been used and sold in all over the world so like anybody could get their hands on one it's been used since the 50s in the suez canal crisis Portuguese colonial war, New Guinea dispute, Six Day War, Vietnam War, uh, Yom Kippur War, uh, Angolan Whoa. Civil War, Rhodesian Bush War, Salvadorian War, Falklands War, Sri Lankan War, Lebanese War, South African War, Yugoslav War, Sierra Leone War, First Congo War, War in Darfur, Mexican Drug War, and Ivorian Civil War. And the so, war like, for the Oscar for burlesque. <laughs> any one of those. And um, the 
Cartridges can be anything from a 22 to a 45 with right. a 9 and a 41 in between. So it just depends on, you know, the make okay. and model kind of thing. So, okay. But generally, right. it's a 9 millimeter is probably the most common. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Which makes it very ambiguous because, like, how can you tell? I yeah. get, they might be able to tell by, like, the rounds mm-hmm. and, like, the speed at which they were fired and the yeah. way that they're, the, the, the board. Yeah. yeah, because, like, each round, what, what rifling is when the, um, the barrel is bored in a spin, mm-hmm. spin yeah. pattern. So they can yeah. probably tell, like, the length of the muzzle mm-hmm. and maybe, like, oh, this came out of an Uzi versus a 9mm. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not a forensic ballistic yeah. expert, but I would yeah. assume that they would have the ability to oh, yeah. discern that. They always know. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so things get mysterious from here. They, they get mysterious now? They get mysterious now. They begin to mysteriorize? They begin to, they begin to mysteriorize. <laughs> <laughs> so after Harold shoots himself in the head, <laughs> the cops say, uh, you know what, actually? Come to think of it, that guy wasn't even a person of interest. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? As a matter of fact... I think this was just a murdery or, or, or a robbery gone wrong. <laughs> you know, I don't even think that guy had anything to do with it. This was just a robbery gone wrong. Uh, this woman just was at a red light in Beverly Hills, and someone just uh, riddled her with bullets uh, in a robbery gone wrong. A robbery you know? where nothing was taken. Yeah, a robbery where nothing was taken, and <laughs> there could have been nothing gained besides I don't know um, someone else winning an Oscar or something I have no idea I really like GTA yeah someone who really liked GTA and the problem with that is that it was uh, also you know said that it was clearly a hit you know and uh, eight months later after the shocking shooting the Beverly Hills Police Department announced it had closed the case <laughs> insisting that impoverished ex-convict Harold Smith, who'd fatally shot himself when confronted at his Hollywood flop house two weeks after the incident, had acted alone in a robbery attempt gone wrong. And there, was there a magic <laughs> bullet involved with this yeah, theory yeah, yeah, as well? Yeah. The, ma- the, the man in the Fucking Oswald knoll. theory over yes, here? Yes. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yes. So, the per- I believe he was paid to do it, and then I believe the LAPD was, or Beverly Hills PD was also... Paid was to cover it paid up? Paid to, cover, to it up. cover it up. It was probably fucking old... Old, uh, old, what's his name? The rapist. Weinstein? Weinstein. Interesting. What, wait, it was so, Weinstein. What, okay, but this, I just Jewish. came up with that right now. This could have been just about an Oscar campaign. Like you, It might have been. Really? It I, I might have been. I feel like she probably covered something up and it was maybe eating away at her uh, and was going to go public with it. Because she was, that is true, especially as old school of a publicist yeah. as she was. She had dirt. And sure. like she was at the end of her life, which then, yeah. you know, she would she, have the maybe reasons. There, maybe to there was a memoir it. coming out. Maybe right. she was in the, in, the, in the works to write a memoir. And it's like somebody very much did not want something that she knew to be public she information. Knew where the Yo, was she were Kubrick's yeah. rep, too? <laughs> uh, maybe Dude, I she mean, was like, everyone's rep here's the thing everyone's when you rep. are involved with the rich and powerful yeah. there are no rules and you could see something you're not supposed to you could be adjacent to mm-hmm. something you're yeah. not supposed to and just like Kuba, if you fucking you know stir the pot enough if you point that Ooh. finger at the wrong person they will was Kubrick you. mysterious death oh yeah yeah, they killed him. I mean, he what? died not so quote unquote Whoa. natural causes, but they killed him because one. of eyes wide shut. 
Whoa, he, what? He, he, Eyes Wide Shut with Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah, remember yeah. seeing that yeah, movie? Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so there's about 20 minutes of that movie that's cut because... He he did a master cut of it and it was he was like no I have final cut I'm the director and the studio was like you can't release this one scene you cannot you can do everything else but you got to cut this scene he goes fuck you I'm gonna do what I want and mysteriously he has like a heart attack or something mm. before the film airs and then the studio cut oh, that 20 right. minutes out what's that but, 20, but, what's but, that 20 minutes? Yeah. but that's the thing and the whole film is about this these real fucking sex parties these real cult yeah. shit that occurs in these upper echelons of you know mm -hmm. the Illuminati satanic cults yeah. and stuff and, yeah. in Europe and elsewhere but mm -hmm. like those powers that be don't play by the rules True. like mm -hmm. they are above they are the government they are the ones pulling the government strings so like there's if they want you gone is, you're just gone does anyone have any idea what that 20 minutes could have been like it was it, probably pointing the finger at like the people specific? hosting the party because think about probably. it like in the party everyone's wearing a mask yeah so that 20 minutes they could unveil unmask yeah. and be like oh it's the president of france oh yeah. it's this person oh it's yeah. that person and yeah. the studio was like Look, we're all about, you know, you guys, you know, you can point your camera at this and you can yeah. kind of make it this, but you can't directly call people out. When you directly right. call people out, then, you know, yeah. you're jeopardizing hey. our fucking power structure. And, you know, well, that's what happens when you're a fucking director, you're an artist and you're going up against global elite power. Yeah. Nah, they'll, they'll clip you. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman, man. Who? After you did Philip Seymour Hoffman after you did the Scientology movie. I mean, just he saying. Was, he, I don't know. He was just, <laughs> a, he was just a heroin addict. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Speaking of heroin addicts. But Brittany Murphy. <laughs> number. number. Oh, yeah. Brittany Murphy is a mysterious one. We should talk See, about, at series. the end, we should talk about Brittany Murphy. Well, um, for or maybe we should do a whole... Other episode oh, yeah. include her story, yeah, because that is maybe, a long story. Maybe some more information on this uh, Kubrick fellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah, love, okay. I'd love, I'd love right. a deeper Brittany dive Murphy. into this. Right. Kubrick, In, Brittany Murphy. Anyone cool. out there listening? Phil if you got other yeah. deaths yes. that you want to hear about, yeah, hit us up on this social, a, follow us uh, Twitter and Instagram. Yes, because this is a series that yeah. we're doing now for sure. Yeah, every time between and we'll stick to this series. I like the best pictures. Yes, we gotta bring that back too. Yeah, we're gonna do that one again. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Our next one that we're going to talk about, number, number four. 38. <laughs> Phil Spector. Who? I've heard that name, actually. Yes. So this is one of the most infamous murders in history. A real weirdo guy. This is a James um, Bond villain, correct? Uh, pretty much. So some of these are, uh, I'm putting the finger quotes here, mysterious. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, some of them are basically, we know what happened, but we don't know for sure. And there are enough people who uh, bandy about the idea that we don't know for sure that it makes it mysterious. You get what I'm saying? Like, there, we, we, like OJ. Mm -hmm. We know. Okay. But. But we don't know. We don't know. 
Yeah. No, no, no. That's a bad example. We know. <laughs> <laughs> we do, but that motherfucker killed. <laughs> I know, yeah, but but. But hey. But hey, there is doubt. <laughs> there is like, doubt. Legally like speaking. Pretty legally Murphy speaking. There's a little more of a we know, but mm-hmm. we don't know. You know, For sure. there's some other ones. You no, know. And, and like I said, look, I I am <laughs> I know what happened. <laughs> I know what happened with OJ. Mm-hmm. I know what happened with Phil Spector. The whole world knows what happened. The whole world knows. But there are enough people mm-hmm. to say that they don't know and that mm-hmm. we don't know for sure mm-hmm. to make this mysterious. So Phil Spector is a known unknown. Pretty much. There are... I'm going to tell you why. Okay, cool. All uh, right. I'll let you do well, your conjecture at the end. tell Drake who Phil Spector was? Yeah. Phil <laughs> Spector was a huge music producer. Okay. In the early 1970s, Spector produced the Beatles' Let It Be. Whoa, okay. Uh, several solo records by John Lennon and George Harrison. By the mid-1970s, Spector had produced 18 U.S. top 10 singles for various artists. Uh, his chart toppers included the Righteous Brothers, You've Lost That Love and Feeling. You've Lost That Love and Feeling. Mm-hmm. His chart toppers included uh, Long and Winding Road, uh-huh. Harrison's My Sweet Lord, He's Falling. Like a, like a 1970s Scooter Braun. Yes. Okay. He was. Right. Some shit. Well, no, Scooter Braun is, is, is a, is a, a manager. He's a manager. Scooter Braun's more a manager. He's like a. He's like he's DJ Cal. Jimmy yeah. Iovine. He's like Jimmy Iovine. Jimmy Iovine. Hey. He's yeah. like Jimmy Iovine. Yes. Mm-hmm. And even. Yes, as big as Jimmy Iovine for sure, because he also uh, upped the genre. He he was doing things like the Ramones. He mm-hmm. was doing things. He developed the wall of sound. That is what he invented, sort of. A production style that is characterized for his diffusion of tone colors and dense orchestral sound, which he described as Wagnerian approach to rock and roll, like Wagner... Basically, uh, boil it all down, distill it. It is the multi-track. Oh, yes. He would record the strings. He mm. would record the percussion separately, would, and then layer separately, them and then layer together. And then he would record the strings, and then he'd record it again and layer those together. What was he? What were they doing before that? Everybody Just, in the same room at the same time. Yes. Whoa. Single track. Oh, everybody's doing it all at once. Shit, that sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. Save tape. Save oh, tape. Okay. Yeah, yeah man. All right. He doesn't was, give you a whole lot of tweaking power in the final product. He's You're, the reason why we do that. Wow. He's the guy who invented, like the like I said, the wall of sound is what wow. he called it. It was the multi-tracked. Huh. Phil Spector is responsible for every modern DJ. Yeah. Wow. And that's why, perhaps why the Beatles became so huge. Yeah. Everybody's like, what the fuck am I hearing? Yeah. You know, like, I'm hearing so much... This is so rich tone. Yes, like yeah. I'm hearing so much sound right now. It, it was like HD. Just, it doesn't sound like pots and pans are being banged exactly. together in a garage. <laughs> exactly, man. You got like fucking, you know, I mean. You're you telling had... me this wasn't recorded in a living room? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It was a multi-track sound, an orchestra of studio equipment. Um, there's a movie about this, by the way, about Phil Spector. It's Al Pacino plays him. They do a great job explaining how it all worked. They don't do a great job telling you who, uh, whether or not he was guilty. But again, oh, so he didn't, he didn't get killed. He did the killing. He or ah or this is the thing. Okay, the man was truly a genius, uh, perhaps an evil one, but genius nonetheless. His honors include a 1973 Grammy Award for Album of the Year for co-producing Harrison's concert for Bangladesh. 
1989 induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, 1997 induction into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. In 2004, Spectre was ranked number 63 on Rolling Stone's list of greatest artists in history. Wow. But old Phil was quite the weird one. <laughs> and also a drug-fueled maniac. Sick. Like, absolute fucking wild one. He put the cocaine in rock and roll. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. He... he <laughs> He put the co in cocaine, you know. <laughs> he put the ain in cocaine. He put the crack rock in rock and roll. That's <laughs> yeah. biblical. He put the cane in cocaine. Damn right. <laughs> I like I like the crack rock and rock and roll. We're going to stick with that one. In the 60s, Phil, he was married. He started having an affair with Ronnie Benet, lead singer of the Ronettes. And the second woman named Ronnie on this episode. I was about to say, a lot of women named Ronnie got popping up here. <laughs> Don't be named Ronnie back in the day when murders were going around in Hollywood. <laughs> back in the day, you mean 13 years ago? Yeah, man. Yeah. If you're a woman named Ronnie, look out. <laughs> uh, so he divorced his wife. He marries Ronnie. And in 1990, she wrote a book. And uh, she wrote this book called Be My Baby, How I Survived Mascara, Miniskirts, and Madness. And Benet alleged that Spectre had imprisoned her in his California mansion and subjected her to years of psychological torment. According to Benet... Imprisoned? Imprisoned her. Like, kept her locked up in the house. I've known this happen. I, I've seen this happen before. I have. I've known people who have done this. I knew a billionaire guy who had a boyfriend, and he imprisoned him in his house for like a year. It was fucking nuts. Is that man still walking this earth? Free? He's he's walking this earth. I mean, Is I would go free? by and breed, feed him bread. You know, uh, throw bread in the yard and let him eat. You know. <laughs> no, the guy no. who imprisoned him is he still? Is he free? Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah, of course, man. I mean, fucking the LAPD was helping. You know. When you got a billion dollars, <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want, baby. We're just uh, dusting the wind. Beverly Hills PD, mm-hmm. thank you. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. LAPD would have just killed them. Yeah. Like the second time Beverly Hills PD has uh, been sketchy on this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're Ronnie anywhere near the Beverly Hills PD, you're fucked, okay? <laughs> Don't you love, like, Beverly Hills Cop was just a propaganda piece to make Beverly Hills PD look like a bunch of bumbling fools? <laughs> they were like, we can't, we're incompetent. We can't do anything. And then... You know, Eddie Murphy has to come in and make a comedy about it. See, oh, no, Beverly yeah, Hills yeah, PD. See, we're just innocent. <laughs> by the way, we're going to get shot by Beverly Hills PD. On the we're going to get shot by a lot of people in this episode. <laughs> so according to They're Bennett. They're not going to be protecting us. Yeah. <laughs> according to Bennett, or Benet, however you say her name, uh, Spectre sabotaged her career as well by forbidding her to perform. And she finally escaped from the mansion barefoot with the help of her mother in 1972. She was literally. Yeah, did no like, one come check on her? Yeah, eventually they did. I yeah, guess. Okay. I guess her mom was like, "We're getting you the fuck out yeah. of here." <laughs> so she escaped. In their 1974 divorce settlement, she forfeited all future record earnings and surrendered custody of their children. She alleged that this was because Spectre threatened to hire a hitman to kill her if she went against him. She's like, fuck it, dude. Have the kids. You can have them. You can have the money. Don't care anymore. I just want to be free of okay. Phil Spector. I'm just painting a picture of Phil Spector for you here. That's insane. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. I, I'm just telling you who this man was. That's so wild. Before dude. I get into the mystery. <laughs> That's so crazy. And all those years later, they 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 hit men the wrong Ronnie. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, yeah. They went up. Whoops. So Sorry, never, Phil. Never got the memo that the hit was off. 
I told you don't kill another Ronnie. They're just killing every Ronnie just to it's, cover the it's bases. It's the Terminator going through the phone book. Yeah, kill- yeah. <laughs> going after the wrong fucking Ronnie, man. <laughs> Phil Spector's sons, Gary and Dante, both stated that their father kept them captive as children as well. And that they were forced to perform simulated intercourse with his girlfriend when they were kids. According to Gary... I was blindfolded and sexually molested. Dad would say, you're going to meet someone, and it would be a learning experience. Dante described himself as coming from a very sick, twisted, dysfunctional family. So, Phil had a reputation, and this is one of the one of the sticking points here. He had a reputation for bringing women home and trying to sleep with them, and on four separate occasions that we know of that was reported to the police pulled a gun on them when they said no. So he'd bring you over, say, let's fuck, and and, and I remember mind you, hearing these stories. That's yeah. crazy. I do remember hearing this. And just to paint a picture, like Google Phil Spector whenever you can. This is like a man who's like five foot six, hundred pounds, huge fucking crazy hair, looks like fucking like a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, was not know. the most attractive. Whoa. He was not the most attractive. Man. <laughs> he looked like a fucking crazy person. Like, let's Whoa. be honest. That's it. That's one of the whole things. Jesus, I'm looking at him right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. So imagine that man. Yes, that man brings you home and is like, "Fuck me," and you're like, "Oh no, that's not why I came here." And then he pulls out a fucking gun. You know what I mean? And <laughs> just a real piece of shit. This guy. <laughs> That's not why I came here. Yeah, that's not why I came here. It's not why anyone comes here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look at this. Your Tim Burton is right, dude. Tim Look Bur- at- He's a Tim Burton movie. He's he, Tim Burton it modeled all of his characters after Phil Spector. So I do believe that there are entities out there that come to this world and take human form. Absolutely. And Phil Spector is definitely one of the darker. Uh, I would certainly call this a human form. Yeah, yeah. Would- <laughs> this is one of the reasons he was convicted, by the way. That's a whole thing. That's a whole thing we're going to... Yes, okay. we're getting into it. Uh, people don't go to jail. He, he looks like a villain. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, no matter what, if he was going to court for anything, he would have been put in prison forever. Like, if he went in for a traffic ticket, they would have brought him into prison forever. They would have given him the death sentence. Yes, just for the way he looks. Like It's like, oh, a parking ticket in Beverly Hills to the electric chair. You go, Mr. Penguin from Batman. You know? (laughs) Literal physical embodiment of evil villain. Uh, We just have to kill you to make the uh, odds even again. So you look like Palpatine, my guy. Yeah, yeah, my friend. You shoot electricity from your fingertips, and we know it. So we're gonna shoot electricity through your fucking head, okay? And people wonder like why there's this rumor of selling your soul to the devil, right? <laughs> right. You need to like make a deal with the devil, get yeah. rid of your oh soul. You got rich and famous, but then you look like a troll that monster. It definitely looks like a man that does not have a soul. It looks like he was sitting in the electric chair twice already. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they keep pulling the lever and it keeps not working. <laughs> they didn't put the sponge on his head the first few times. Now we're going to get it right. So... <laughs> and if you want to hear all the things that you didn't hear in the episode... <laughs> I love hearing things that I never heard before. And we have so much of that. We recorded this episode for like four hours, but then... 
Obviously, uh, we need to cut out super off-topic stuff. Like, if you're listening to Humphrey Bogart, you don't want a 30-minute tirade about Ezra Miller. Right. Or maybe you do, and now you can hear it. That's the right. Ezra Miller arc is one of the best underrated arcs I've ever even experienced. Yes. So, that plus uh, fun tidbits, mm-hmm. plus um, bonus episodes. I did a three-part episode on the history of musicals. That's yeah, right. we got some legacy content, like some old uh, game history episodes and... Uh, History of everything, like Dev was saying. But uh, if you want those shows to come back, the quickest way to make that happen is to subscribe. Because the yeah. more subscribers we get, the more content we can make. And then we can quit our fucking jobs and make it this. Yeah. You know? I'd love to quit being unemployed. Me too. That's the job I would like to resign from. <laughs> Listen, we're and- turning down deals from studios and networks left and right. The best way you can support the show is by subscribing to our Patreon. If you don't want us to sell to Disney, yeah. subscribe to our Patreon. And our fun tidbits, by the way, are videos, yeah. which is like audio for your eyeballs. Which is a crazy new technology. Crazy new technology. You yeah. can see our mugs and uh, Fight Club style, we put little blips of uh, naked photos of us mm-hmm. in the video. One frame. One yeah, frame. One frame. Tasteful frontals. That's right. Yeah. If you can find the frame, DM us. <laughs> It's only $5 a month, but if you don't have the capacity to subscribe right now, you can also just uh, give us, like, single donations, which every little bit helps. So, uh, but if not, you know, no worries. No pressure. But we don't want to sell to Disney. No so. pressure. But there is pressure because we can't pay our rent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, please. We're going to be doing this stri- We're gonna be doing this on the street. Actually, this is a beg and plea. <laughs> please help. Please donate. So yeah, our audio. Our audio. Seven, seven children. Our audio is going to be so echoey under that bridge. <laughs> So, We're going to yeah. be recording this in a box. <laughs> <laughs> we can't go back. All right. But check us out on Patreon at Film History. The, the History, History of Film. Film. Now back to the episode. <laughs> so in the 80s and 90s, there was this actress named Lana Clarkson. Rest in peace. Uh, her career never quite took off, but she worked a lot. Mostly like B-movies, Roger Corman films. She was a bigger like... We'll talk about. We will do a series on Roger Corman one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge indie mm-hmm. sci-fi horror mm-hmm. thriller. You know, Roger Corman had like a production studio next to mm-hmm. the uh, L.A. Film Academy, and he was just pumping out pictures. And he was he was like bringing people up mm-hmm. in this like uh, school of Roger Corman, and she was one of the actresses there. You know, didn't make a lot of money, but got a lot of uh, screen time. You know. And her first speaking role was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And then she went on uh, sort of a career of bit parts and there and developed a bit of like a cult following. Mm -hmm. People are like, Lana Clarkson, if you're a fan of Lana Clarkson, you're like in the know Mm -hmm. of her genre. You know what I mean? But by the late 90s, early 2000s, she was in her 30s. Things had kind of fizzled out for her, and she was working the hostess stand at the House of Blues in West Hollywood Mm -hmm. over here on Sunset Boulevard. On the night of February 3rd, 2003, old Phil Spector goes to the House of Blues. In his limo, he would ride around in a limo, which is fucking like a thing of the past. No one does that anymore either, you know. Not nowadays. Like, not if you're going to the Oscars, maybe, but you're not going to the House of Blues. I mean, oh, sure, sure, sure. You know what Just I mean? Like as your as your casual as your casual car. Your casual yeah. car. Like we don't yeah. really do a lot of limo shit these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. He sees Lana working the host stand, and I'm not sure if it went like this. If he was like, "Hey, are you Lana Clarkson from all those 80, 80s movies? You know, all those Roger Corman movies," or if it was like, 
hey, I'm Lana Clarkson from all those 80s movies. You know oh, what I mean? I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who sparked up the conversation I first. See. Yeah. But at some point it became a conversation of mm. you are Lana Clarkson, uh-huh. the cult following uh, from all the Roger Carman movies. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And he's like, hey, uh, why don't you uh, come over to the mansion? So at this point, does he not have a reputation of being like a psycho serial yeah, murderer man? Sort of-ish, but... Everyone did, and also... Everyone did? Everyone did. Everyone's a psycho murderer. And also, these were the times where uh, you really didn't pay attention to that stuff much anyway. Like, I, this is why, you know, I mean, this is why all these yeah. movements started to happen later on in life. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. yes, of course we all knew. Okay. But, like, everyone yeah. ignored it. Every, no one right. cared, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the way of the industry. Right. Like, yeah. it, I, I always it's like say... like, he's it. a powerful dude. I'll go over to his house. I've exactly. heard some weird shit, but, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah, he pulls up in a limo looking yeah. like the penguin. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a mansion. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, typical Hollywood. Typical Hollywood. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, however it went down... Phil wound up inviting Lana over to his mansion, and Phil's style was, you know, this limo, the limo driver, had been with him for years, which, by the way, man should have written a book. Yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely should have written a book, but yeah, he would have gotten sprayed reason. with a newsie, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He would have been in the car with Ronnie Chasen had that happened. This limo driver was like, you ain't gonna hear shit from me, you know? Uh, are you his limo driver? Yes, but I am deaf and blind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, really? How do you drive this car? I, by instinct, pure I instinct. I see nothing. <laughs> yep. So, so the deaf and blind limo driver drives Phil and Lana back to Phil's mansion. And he waits outside like he normally did, which is a funny image to me because this is 2003. This is before the iPhone. This is before. What the fuck is he doing? Every night for the past however God knows many years, he would drive this limo back to Phil's house and let him go inside with some woman that he's going to point a gun at and try to fuck. And he would just be in the driveway with, like, a magazine. Alone with his thoughts. Yes, dude. He would just be leaning against the fucking headlight of this limo, like, well, I guess I can't pull the trigger on my head tonight, you know, like I'm too much of a pussy, so I'll just read He's like, it. Phil said I was going to get a, a feature on a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep handing him my mixtape, my mix and he just won't listen to it, you know. And it's this fucking, uh, anyway, it's like this Hollywood limo driver. We'll do a whole episode on those one day, Hollywood limo drivers. <laughs> but, uh, so Phil and Lana go outside. Limo driver's outside smoking a cigarette, whatever he does, uh, reading a book, mm. you know. And about an hour after they go inside, he hears a gunshot. <laughs> Phil comes outside with a gun in his hand and says, I think I just shot her. I think? I think I just shot her. This is where the, like I said, we know what happened. But the mystery begins. <laughs> I tripped and fell. Yeah. <laughs> I think a I man, just shot her. A man comes outside with a gun in his hand after hearing a gunshot and says, I think I just shot someone. And then everyone goes, or did he? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> in the living room. I didn't hear a gunshot. I didn't hear, a gunshot. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. I, I don't see, nor do I hear. I go off of uh, That's a prop echo. gun in your hand. <laughs> I drive the limo with echolocation, you know, uh, <laughs> which I can't hear. It's just vibrations in I my body. I feel the vibrations. I, feel, I drive with my heart. <laughs> Helen Keller drives his limo. Yeah, if Helen Keller can fly a plane, I can drive a limo, goddammit. <laughs> I didn't know that was something that she did. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Supposedly. Yeah. I don't know if I she believe had, it. Wait, did she? Wait, is that a real thing? Yeah, yeah. Helen Keller flew planes. No. no. Yeah. Picked someone a million in her heart. No, no. Helen Keller flew planes. What? She, she might have flown the plane, but she didn't take off and land. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she flew it when they were way high in the air. Around <laughs> nobody else. As high as they could be. Oh, with no clouds. Oh, oh, you know what's probably the case is they probably just told her they flew the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing it. it. I, think You're they doing told, it. I think they told us she flew the plane. You're doing it. I, I think Helen Keller's a psyop, that, dude. I don't dude, believe Helen she Keller was, She was never blind. That, that. that plane was on the back of a pickup truck driving around <laughs> yeah. the fucking field next to the airport. The way that they tested Helen Keller for her blindness and deafness was... Clapping in front of her face when she was a baby, you know, and they were like, "Yeah, she's blind and deaf. Maybe she just capitalized on that shit." She's like, "Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm complete. I can't see nor hear." <laughs> <laughs> they say, uh, "What's his face?" Ray uh, Charles or Stevie Wonder? Stevie Wonder. Yeah. They it's say Stevie really Wonder blind. can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I believe he can see. There's so much yeah. evidence of, yeah. of, of, him, of him doing seeing shit that yes. uh, it yeah. might just be really blurry. I, see, I think. Yeah, vision, I think vision's a spectrum, guy. I think. Like, yeah, I think he's yeah. legally blind. He won the Indy good... 500. Yeah. What? No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just like this limo driver, uh, he couldn't yeah, see yeah. shit. Uh, so, <laughs> well, I have I have a I have an Helen Keller update. Okay, really yeah, quick, yeah, yeah. Let's hear. It. Uh, just so we have the full context. In 1946, Keller and a companion traveled to Europe to speak on behalf of the American Foundation for the Overseas Blind. It was during this flight that Keller took control of the plane. Interviews with the pilot and crew revealed an incredibly confident uh, woman flying a plane steadily and calmly. Of course she was calm. She can't see where the fuck yeah, she's she going. Can't see shit. Right? <laughs> so yeah, what does she care. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, she did not. Toby's helicopter pilot she did was not, calm too. Apparently, she, they they just went, they put her in the pilot seat and they flipped on the autopilot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she didn't take off her land. She's like, I'm not freaking out at all. <laughs> I don't know where I am. They had her in a fucking uh, like hangar uh, in a seat with a with a with a yoke. And they were like, you're flying. <laughs> it was like a bunch of it. like dudes on like lifting her up and yeah, like yeah, moving yeah. her you're around. Doing it. You're doing it. It was uh, it was the machine outside of uh of the diner they put the quarter into. Right. Like, they like on the horse. <laughs> just in like in the grocery blower. store. Yeah. In front of her. <laughs> Open the window. <laughs> leaf blower goes off. <laughs> Hilarious. Right. I mean, hey, first VR, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> In the first criminal trial for the Clarkson murder, defense expert and forensic pathologist Vincent DeMaio said that Spectre might be suffering from Parkinson's disease, stating, Look at Mr. Spectre. 
He has Parkinson's features. He trembles. Wait, 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 This is Vincent DeMaio. DeMaio. Vincent DeMaio. This is like my cousin Vinny. Yeah. He trembles. He trembles. He trembles. He's got the Parkinson's. This is 2003. Parkinson's is very diagnosable. Michael J. Fox is having a rough time in 2003. He trembles. He's got the Parkinson's, I tell you. So, testified in a 2005 court deposition that he had been treated for bipolar disorder, manic depression, for eight years, saying, No sleep, depression, mood changes, mood swings, hard to live with, hard to concentrate, just hard. (laughs) A hard time getting through life. I've been called a genius, and I think a genius is not there all the time and has borderline insanity. That's coming from old Phil. He said that. I think I might be crazy because I'm a genius. Uh. I'm just so just so good at stuff. <laughs> I can't be a good person. I'm too good at music. <laughs> so, okay. After a mistrial, a retrial, 2009, Spectre was sentenced to 19 years in prison, which would be the rest of his life since he was seven years old at the time. They said he definitely shot this girl. Okay. But that <clears throat> is... The big mystery here is just that people still questioned if it was a murder or a suicide. Spectre later said Clarkson's death was an accidental suicide... And that she kissed the gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. There is no such thing as an accidental suicide. (laughs) By definition of suicide. Right. It is not accidental. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, if it wasn't in... If it wasn't intentional, then it's just an accident. Right. There is no accidental suicide. That's very interesting. Okay, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Very interesting. That is like, you know, the, putting those two words together is like military intelligence. It's yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. you put two contradicting things <laughs> to try to make it make sense and confuse people. And yeah. That sounds like a publicist came up with that term. <laughs> yes. And maybe a publicist came up with this story, too. So the story was, Phil Spector said, they go in the house... They're going around the house. Uh, he's taking her on a tour of the mansion. You know, he's fucking Phil Spector. He's got the Beatles records on the yeah. wall. He's got the fucking, like, wall of sound machine where, like, the first multi-track <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like, he's got, you know, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. he's he's doing his spiel yeah. that he uses to take women to bed. Yeah. Uh, he also has a big fucking gun that he points at everyone when they come in his house. His story is... Is that she's looking at also his uh, collection of guns, and that she took a pistol and she was just playing around with it. She sits down on a chair. There's like a famous chair in the house where this all happened, where either she shot herself or he shot her. She sits down in a chair. According to him, she is playing with this gun and she kisses the gun, the barrel of the gun. Mm-hmm. And that is where. Apparently, she pulled the trigger, which <laughs> takes... What type of gun was it? It was a revolver. It's like a revolver that she... How, how hard do you have to pull a revolver? Pretty hard. For, okay. Depends if the hammer's cocked back. It and depends. Yeah. if you're... you, It's a revolver. You could see whether there's rounds in it. Yeah. It's like yeah. you would know that, hey, I'm not going to play with this because I can see yeah. that there is bullets in it and it's loaded. Well, and I mean, that, um, look, and that's where it all comes in, too. Like, she was a failed actress. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, now she's in, like, this guy's house, this old guy who's trying to sleep with her. Maybe she was, like, thinking, like, fucking, this is what my life has come to. 
I'm in this fucking creep, the the, the literal penguin from the Batman. I'm in his house. <laughs> Maybe she did fuck, fuck him and then wanted to kill Maybe. herself after. That it, these are all theories. These I are see, all theories. Okay. But also, what you have to consider, which uh, the court even brought into evidence, uh, even despite the fact. So uh, that deaf blind limo driver said deaf blind limo driver. <laughs> And also, uh, usually, if you have been, let's say, like you're a repeat offender mm-hmm. and then you're on a trial for murder, mm-hmm. they're not really supposed to bring in your past crimes into the court. Even if you have beaten up your girlfriend in the past, if you have robbed someone in the past, right. whatever you've done in the past, it doesn't apply to this. Right. We're just trying yeah. to figure out whether or not you killed this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The court made an exception here. They were like, well, thing is, we have known you... Four times you've come through our court for yeah. pointing a gun at a woman's head in right. your house. Now a woman has wound up dead by gunshot to the head in your house. So we are going to consider this as evidence. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that works when it comes to like murder. Because right. Because like yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer, it wasn't like, yo, we, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we like, know uh, like you admitted to killing like these other yeah. people, but we're just trying to figure mm-hmm. out with this yeah. 17th this person. Exactly. Yeah. You can you can enter like character evidence into the into an investigation, I feel like. Yeah. Is, is there a pattern of behavior? But usually like, you know, your yeah. lawyers will lawyer yeah. that away. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you can't go off his past. Yeah, He's yeah, a changed yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, in this case, they were like, we are gonna go off that mm-hmm. and so they uh you they convicted like, him <laughs> you, you look like you converted anakin to the dark side yeah so but the mystery is the mystery is based on what a lot of people say it, the blind deaf limo driver <laughs> is hanging out outside mm-hmm. there are two people in the house phil and lana mm-hmm. lana gets shot phil comes outside with a gun in his hand mm-hmm. and says i think i shot someone yeah but the mystery is did he? And who knows? And we don't know what really happened. Is uh, Phil still around? Is he no, in he prison? died. Ah. He died a few years ago in prison. Oh, okay. Yeah, he wow. died in prison. Okay. But that was also an, a, a whole thing of the trial. His, uh, his, his fucking uh, defense attorneys were like, we need you to look like an upstanding citizen. <laughs> we need you to show up like in court with like a nice suit and like your hair combed and shit. Yeah, yeah. And he would show up looking like he had already been to the electric chair. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, and yeah, his yeah. hair looked like a fucking maniac. Yeah. And he would wear like clown makeup. That's the most insane. Uh, those are the most insane pictures I've ever seen of him. And, and he would show you know? up looking like the Joker. Yeah. And they were like, "Hey, bud, you you look like you killed Lana Clarkson. Like your makeup says that you're guilty. It's like Charles Manson when he comes up for parole and he scratched a swastika yeah, in yeah, his yeah, forehead. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, okay, cool. Well, we can't do anything else for you now because you have made yourself guilty just by your appearance. You're not you know? doing yourself any favors. Yeah. Again, even if you didn't do this, you should go to prison anyway, just for the way that you look at this moment. We don't want to see you you're anymore. Look, you're choosing to look like right. this, right? Right. You're guilty of something. You're I guilty s- of something. We don't even want to send you to prison. We're going to send you to Gotham City. You know, like Arkham, <laughs> Arkham Asylum, you go. So Phil Spector was sentenced to Arkham Asylum for 19 years and served his sentence out with the Joker in the same cell uh, because he pointed guns at women like some sort of 1930s Warner Brothers gangster. Was it actually... <laughs> was it actually a rough prison or did he get sent to a country club to play tennis for the next 19 years? I don't know, man. I mean, you know, you kill you kill a woman in your house. 
Probably not gonna be good for you, you know. <laughs> yeah, one would hope, but uh, one would hope. how many years after this did he make it? Like, he made how- it quite a while. Uh. I mean, that was like uh, what? Let's see. In 2009, he was sentenced. Um, I think he died in like wait. He, he murdered someone in 2003. He didn't get sentenced 2009. Oh yeah, yeah. They were still <laughs> trying to figure it out. Because his limo driver was like took six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For this case, yeah. Watch the movie. Oh, by the way, the movie makes it look like maybe he didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Al Al Pacino's like maybe Phil Spector was innocent. You know, like. (laughs) 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 I think he killed us all. (laughs) The movie is like pro Phil. You know. Yeah, watch the movie. Oh, I watched, so, I remember watching the movie, being like, "I, I don't know, bro. I don't know about that." What, what was the movie called? Yeah, Phil Spector is innocent. Starring <laughs> Al Pacino. <laughs> His name is Spector. <laughs> That's literally a James Bond villain's name. <laughs> it was called Phil petting Spector. a cat. <laughs> Mr. Bond. Mr. Bond. It's called <laughs> Phil Spector. The movie's called Phil Spector starring Al Pacino. Okay, so on to our next one. Number 48. <laughs> Number 48. Number 10. 11. 9. Sam Cooke. Known as the King of Soul. You do know his music. Oh, okay. Um, right. Sam Cooke was a singer in the late 50s. Just an absolute fucking legend in the music biz. Uh, a Change is Gonna Come. Ah. That was Sam Cooke. Twisting the Night Away. Ah. Twisting the Night Away. That's Sam Cooke. Ah, okay. Chain Gang. Dude was a hit maker. I listen okay. to Sam Cooke like every fucking day. Oh, like, okay. Still right. to this day, okay. he is a regular on my playlist. Okay. He is... He, he is, yeah, like they said, he's like the king of soul music. And music used in movies for fucking decades. Absolutely. Like, everything from Animal House to modern times. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Uh, He was born in Clarksdale, Mississippi, by the way. The birthplace of the blues. Great blues artist. Damn right, baby, just like me. Just like me. (laughs) (laughs) So for Sam Cooke... The story goes, I'm just going to start you right off with it because this is, it's, it's, it's quite the story. This one is very mysterious. Okay. This one, I have theories about. Okay. Many theories. <laughs> On December 10th, 1964, Sam Cooke spent the evening in Martoni's Italian restaurant, a Hollywood hotspot. Kind of reminds me of a... Marcellis. Marcellis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Marcellis. We haven't been there in so long, man. I never know how to pronounce it to begin with. So, December 10th, 1964, Sam Cooke spent the evening at Martoni's Italian restaurant, a Hollywood hotspot. He is a 33 year old fucking star. Like, Mm -hmm. Sam Cooke at 33 is the biggest fucking thing on the planet. He is multi platinum record. Uh, his music is everywhere. You cannot escape this man. He's got a new hit album at the time, instantly recognizable to anyone that he's walking into a restaurant, you know. And so he's at this restaurant. He's doing his thing. Everyone knows who he is. Everyone's worshiping him. 
And that evening, he wandered away from dinner with his producer to visit the bar where he bought drinks for friends in the music business. And he is flashing like thousands of dollars in cash. And this is in 1964. Apparently, uh, he had... I have the I have the amount here. I'll get to it. Ah, uh, the inflation calculator. I have the inflation calculator, and I have the amount. So while he's at the bar, while he's flashing thousands of dollars in cash, he caught the eye of 22-year-old uh, Eliza Boyer. Or, yeah, Boyer. Mm-hmm. A few hours later, the pair hopped into Cook's red Ferrari. Or wait... Wait a they minute. did not have Ferraris in 1964. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Ferrari. actually, they did. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I'm thinking like Lamborghini. You know, I'm looking for the amount of money he had. The amount of... Oh, okay. Let me start... Hold on. I'm going to go back. So he's at the bar. He is flashing $5,000 mm-hmm. that he just pulled out of his pocket. Did the old inflation calculator in 1964, that is the equivalent to $48,000. Wow. So he's at this Italian restaurant flashing around 50 grand in cash. He's doing a fucking money spread? He's yes. like, he's like yes. Drake in the strip club. Yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's holding it up to his ear. like it's... Yeah. And as, as you can imagine, this is making quite the impression. <laughs> this man is, uh, this is like uh, fucking Harry Styles. Just, you know, yeah, this is like. Standing out. Yeah, he's standing out. This is like the weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like the biggest fucking singer mm-hmm. in the world coming and he's flashing $50,000 around the bar and he is being a fucking celebrity, you know, mm-hmm. uh, through and through. So he catches the eyes of Eliza Boyer a few hours later. They hopped into his red Ferrari, and they headed down towards El Segundo to the Hacienda Motel in South Central. By the way, did not know El Segundo was in South Central. Uh, El Segundo is not in South Central, but El Segundo is the beach. If you travel directly east, like 20 minutes, then you get into South Central. East South Central. So, like, El Segundo is right on the water, and you got to go east on the east side of the 405. Yeah. And then you get into, like, Inglewood and South Central. But that's a, yeah, it's nowhere near each other. (laughs) This was located at 91st. El Segundo's LAX. I know. I was like, (laughs) we used to work at El Segundo. Oh, that's right. I was like, that sounds familiar. That was a Tyson, right? That like fucking, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Marina Del Rey is also good as by me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So they're they're at the Hacienda Hotel. Okay. Motel in El Segundo. Uh and a little while later, police respond to multiple calls from the Hacienda Hotel. First, there's a call that comes in about a kidnapping. I've been kidnapped, I'm at the Hacienda Hotel, I've been raped, I need police. They're like, okay, we're coming. We'll come as fast as uh, El Segundo police usually come. You know, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, or never. Sorry, our uh, business hours are closed. <laughs> <laughs> beep beep beep. <laughs> we're <Please>. sorry. <laughs> Your line has been dropped. Um, then another call comes in. There's been a shooting at the El Hacienda Hotel. Mm-hmm. La Hacienda. I don't remember what I said. Anyway, first there's a kidnapping. Then there's a shooting. Police do show up, shockingly, to the Hacienda Hotel. And they show up and they find Cook, Sam Cook himself. His dead fucking body laying there between the lobby and the parking lot, like in the doorway, basically. He had sustained a gunshot wound to the chest, which was later determined to have pierced his heart. 
So Sam Cooke is dead. Mm-hmm. He's been killed by mm-hmm. something. Maybe mm-hmm. Phil Spector. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. I mean, something. Driver, never I knows. would say something. It's pretty clear what <laughs> killed him. It's a fucking bullet. Could have been a wild bear. Could have been a... Natural causes. Uh, yeah. Uh, he had a heart attack and his heart exploded into one <laughs> tiny hole in his chest. Could have been a jaguar <laughs> that sprouted human fingers. Yeah. So the motel's manager that was working that night her name was Bertha Franklin. Uh, the police show up, and she says, I shot Sam Cook. I shot him in self-defense. The owner of the hotel, Evelyn Carr, backed this up. She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bertha, my manager, I had her on duty that night managing the hotel, and I was on the phone with her, and she says, Bertha, she's on the phone with Bertha. What's going on with the hotel tonight? Oh, you know, we got Sam Cook here. I don't know why. He's got some girl with him. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, apparently, when she's on the phone with her, Sam Cook shows up to the office, and he's trying to break the fucking door down to the office. And he's saying, like, where is this bitch? Where's the bitch? Where's the girl? Mm-hmm. And he's, like, trying to break down the door. Finally breaks down the door. And he's asking where the girl is, uh, you know, and he's referencing mm-hmm. uh, Eliza, who he came with. Mm-hmm. And apparently he has an overcoat on and just, like, one shoe. And, like, totally Nothing naked else. besides that. Nothing else. He breaks down the door. They later say, like, she, he was there trying to kidnap her, rape her, and now he's breaking down the door. And then Evelyn Carr, the owner of the motel, who's on the other line of the mm-hmm. phone, says she hears a gunshot. Mm-hmm. Bam! And now that she hears this gunshot, she hangs up, calls the police, go to my motel, something's happening. You know, Sam Cook's breaking down the door. I just heard a gunshot. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. My blind, deaf limo driver's out front, you know. <laughs> so, according to Franklin, she shot Sam Cook because he's breaking down the door. Uh-huh. And then he, she shoots him, and he says, Lady, you shot me. And that was what she said. <laughs> That's what she said he said. And it's home that expressed perplexity rather than anger. <laughs> Wait, had your doll broken down before? Wait a minute. You shot me. And she says, before advancing on her again, she said, uh, <coughs> so, shit, you shot me, lady. And now he comes at her again. And he's trying to beat her again. And she says that he, she grabbed for a broom and beats him with this broomstick until finally he fucking goes down and he fucking dies. <laughs> like she shoots him, beats him with this broomstick, and he just goes down and he dies. I killed Sam Cook from trying to charge my office, right? So <laughs> then what you do? Drag the body into the parking lot? <laughs> exactly. This is where it gets weird. This gets Really weird. Okay. I, wait, did, did, okay, I'm going to say my questions. I, I want to hear the whole story. I have so many yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Eliza Boyer told police that they had met at Martoni's, and she did get in his car, but she says halfway through the ride, she asked him to take her home because he was getting all handsy and weird, and she was like, look, I'm not that type of girl. Just bring me home. Eliza also said when she asked... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Not that type of girl. You just went home with Sam Cooke flapping fucking 48 grand yeah, all yeah, over yeah. the place. Yeah. You that type of hoe. Sorry. <laughs> she said she had, when she asked to be taken home, he pulled over into the hacienda and checked into the room instead. So okay. like, okay, I'm not going to take mm-hmm. you home. I'm going to pull over into this motel real quick mm-hmm. in my red Ferrari mm-hmm. with my 48 grand. And it's a motel. It's a motel. It is the shittiest, seediest, cheapest motel you can find. And you have $50,000 on you. I'm glad you asked that question. She said she fought off his advances for a bit, and finally he went to the bathroom at some point, giving her a chance to escape. She said like he had ripped her clothes off, he was trying to rape her. Uh, at some point, like she was allowed to go to the bathroom, but then like he was on her again. Okay, and then did she did she say that she was the one who called, saying that she had just been raped? So yes, she said that in the hotel room. He finally went to the bathroom. She tried to grab all of her clothes, accidentally grabbing a bunch of her clothes or his clothes as well. Mm-hmm. So she grabs her clothes. Accidentally grabs a bunch of his clothes, including a shoe, runs outside, runs to a payphone, calls the police. That's where that first call came from mm-hmm. about the rape and the kidnapping. How'd she get up to the room? It, it's why did she get up to the room? This is all. This is. I know. Keep going. Sorry. This is. It, it is insane. So. Okay. So yeah, the mm-hmm. scene is. Woman says she's been pulled over into a hotel by Sam Cook. Uh, he was flashing money around. He tried to rape me. I grabbed all of our clothes. I went out to the payphone. I'm calling 911. Mm-hmm. Sam Cook comes out of the room. Now he's naked because he has none of his clothes because she accidentally took all of his clothes and his shoe. Mm-hmm. He he goes to the manager's office because he thinks now that the manager is in on it, and he mm-hmm. breaks down the fucking door of the manager's office because he's so pissed about not being able to rape this woman that he's breaking down the door. He finally breaks down the door. She shoots him while she's on the phone with the owner of the motel. Mm-hmm. And shoots him in the fucking chest. And then he's not dead yet. And so she beats him to death with a fucking broomstick. And then she calls the police to come and clean it up. Okay. That's the story of the motel. Okay. Yes. Now the conspiracy is, as I'm sure your I've got brain three, is yeah, I've got already questions, going. But go ahead. Yes. The conspiracy is this was all an elaborate robbery mm-hmm. being perpetrated by Eliza. So that was going to be my first question. <clears throat> of was, course. Was the money there? Was the money accounted for? The money was gone. Okay. Of course. The money was gone. Eliza knew mm-hmm. this owner and manager of that hotel, yes. and it was entrapment and lured Sam Cook there. Probably struggled. He probably caught on. They were probably fucking or something, and he was like, went to the bathroom and caught her stealing his fucking money, and then she like ran out and was like, "Oh, he raped me!" Oh, oh, oh. You guys have and, already figured it out. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, Where is that bitch? I'm drunk and I want my money, motherfucker. Yes, dude. Wait, and you know it's like, well, I can't have any witnesses, so shoot him. And then it's like, get your story straight. And it's the two survivors that have, you know, the same story but contradictory of the evidence which yep. is like how the fuck do you get into the parking lot and well hold on so where was his body found his body was found at the motel like right outside the office okay oh, i thought it was like outside it was the like, building it was like between 
he was laying through the doorway. Like, so he did break into the office and then... Or did he? Uh, but yeah, he might have broken into the office, but also, if you just got $50,000 robbed off of you and you were thinking... It's here. I've, it's here. I've been brought to this fucking motel. Uh, let me keep going. Let me okay. keep going. All right. A few witnesses who were at Martoni's that night said that Eliza was all about Sam Cooke. They said that she was the one mentioning going to the Hacienda. While they were drinking. Mm. They also said at some point in the night, he pulled out $5,000 out of his pocket. You know, and like I said, mm-hmm. that's the equivalent to $48,000. And there's a few other things. I mean, of course, like Sam's friends. Sam had huge friends. Muhammad Ali was a friend of his. Muhammad Ali said he was like not the type of dude to do these things. But like, you know, are you going to listen to Muhammad Ali? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but Etta James, I actually do have a thing. Etta James, big singer back in the sixties, uh, she went and looked at his body right after he died, and she said, "This woman says that she beat him with a broomstick." Right. That was my third question. She looked at his body. She said, "This man was beaten clearly by like multiple people with weapons. Like he was unfucking recognizable." Okay, so that was gonna be my question: Was did he actually have markings on the like a line of being beat up? Yes. Yeah. Mm. She said, according to her, clearly he was beaten by multiple people mm-hmm. and with weapons. Like it was not one a broomstick, a broomstick from some hotel manager. Mm-hmm. You know, like clearly this was something weird. Mm-hmm. Furthermore. The motel was, of course, very seedy. They had a reputation. They were like a pay-by-the-hour place. Uh, pimps, prostitutes, you know, mm-hmm. drug dealers, they all hung out here. So Bertha Franklin and Evelyn Carr are already kind of seedy. You know, mm-hmm. this is... I mean, you guys figured it out right off the bat. I'm, I'm just getting into things that we've already talked about. And also... Why were they at the Hacienda in the first place? Yeah. If he's got $50,000, the Hacienda is 15 miles from Martoni's in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. From the stretch from Martoni's to the Hacienda, there are... That's like a good 40-minute drive. That's yeah. a good 40-minute drive in a Ferrari. Where, where, would, where did he live? He probably lived in Hollywood, fucking Hollywood, Hollywood Hills. Beverly Hills. So, like, it's like, so they couldn't have been on the way to his place. No way. No way. Okay. He was in her territory. Okay. He was in her territory. There's no doubt about it to me, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Some say he would have checked into a more expensive place because mm-hmm. he was... But uh, mm-hmm. some people say he was going to the Hacienda because he was married. And he, went, he mean, didn't want to... Oh, yeah, Manhattan wait. Beach is a mile or two away from El yeah. Segundo, which is like nice-ass mm-hmm. fucking hotels, resorts, mm-hmm. all that shit, you know? Yeah. Okay. You well, they gone to the Beverly Hills Hotel and just paid off the bell keep and like you know made mm-hmm. shit real discreet. They would have taken care of you. you right. know? Yeah. 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 Here's where it gets weirder, boys. Ooh. Okay. Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty fucking much. So some people say she lured him into the hacienda mm-hmm. because that's what she did because she was a sex worker. And the Hacienda mm. was a place of ill repute mm-hmm. where she would bring men and she would rob them, steal their clothes so they couldn't run away. Mm-hmm. And you were kind of left humiliated and just on your way. Mm-hmm. Like that's, and that still happens today mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. Yeah. You'll pick up a hooker, bring her back to your place, she'll drug you, 
And then you wake up fucking naked and you can't do anything This about is it. interesting because I forgot about the drugging aspect. Yeah. Like, Sam Cooke's probably the type of motherfucker who knows his drugs yeah, and has yeah, done yeah, a yeah. lot of them, you Absolutely. know, especially being a blues artist. So mm-hmm. she probably was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to give this motherfucker some heroin. Yeah. I'm going to knock him out. And Sam Cooke's like, bitch, I eat heroin for yeah, breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, this shit don't phase me. You just hand me the fuck up. <laughs> King Kong ain't got shit. Oh, man. But, uh, so, uh, you know, according mm-hmm. to everyone, she had this reputation of luring people into seedy motels, robbing them, taking their clothes, mm-hmm. and then this was a whole thing that she's running with the hotel manager, with the hotel owner, with all the pimps and fucking uh, drug mm-hmm. dealers that work there. It is a, it is a trap. It's mm-hmm. a nest. It's a fucking thing. <clears throat> there was even a completely... So, here's where it gets weird. There's a conspiracy going around that she later went to prison for prostitution and murdering her boyfriend or husband or someone, mm-hmm. but there is no evidence supporting this. So later on, they were like, yeah, man, she went to prison later on for like, we, we found out she was guilty. We found out mm-hmm. what she really was all about because she like murdered her boyfriend and, mm-hmm. you know, she went to prison for this. Never was proven. There's no record that she ever went to prison? There's no record that she fucking existed. Whoa. There's no Eliza Boyer in history. Whoa. And she... fictitious name. Fictitious name. She apparently went to prison for murdering her boyfriend, Mm -hmm. but legally and uh, factually, she never existed. Whoa. Bertha Franklin, who of course said she shot him, the investigation discovered that he was shot with a twenty-two, a twenty-two yeah. round. Bertha Franklin had a thirty-two. Oh, so it wasn't what? even her gun. And also, a twenty-two, pro- I don't think would kill you. Yeah, maybe through well, the heart. Well, that's why they. Would, you'd have to like get it. You'd have to be such that's, like through the breastplate, through the like. It'd have to be like such a serendipitous, lucky fucking. Hence shot. why they beat the shit out of him. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they probably yeah. shot him and didn't stop him and then they beat the shot. Yeah. yeah. He shot with a twenty two. That makes way more sense. Yeah. Bertha says it was me that shot him. She yeah. had a thirty two in her office. Yeah. And then this Eliza lady checks out that it, no one even knows who the fuck she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the $5,000 was never recovered. Mm-hmm. There was only $100 bill discovered in Sam's Ferrari. And the FBI didn't really even investigate. That's that's weird. Well, that's... no, this is not weird because it's 1964. Yeah. And, okay. and yeah. he also was a huge uh, civil rights actor. He uh, public enemy number one. He's public yeah, enemy number for one. For all we know, this could have been the FBI fucking eye. Yep. Um, yeah, they took the hotel. That's that's where I'm. You know what I mean? I think so. Like they are probably responsible for King dying. Yes. No. That's exact. Muhammad know. Ali said, "If it were Frank Sinatra, everyone would have gone to prison. The FBI would have investigated. Mm-hmm. Everyone believed this was a fucking FBI hit." Mm-hmm. Conspiracy theorists, including myself, go so far mm-hmm. as to say that it could have also been a setup by Sam Cooke's manager. Sam Cooke's manager was trying to get the rights to all of his music, and that he cooperated with the FBI. Because the FBI, he was a huge civil rights activist, mm. and that they killed him because he was a prominent civil rights leader. And they might have drugged him with LSD. Yeah, they could have. Because man. this was during the 60s, so that's during the mm. MK Ultra. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's a very, and that could explain why he's acting so crazy. Maybe that was a drug he hadn't tried yet. This was mm. one year before Malcolm X gets killed. 
This was four There's years. There's no way to test for that. An yeah. autopsy, yeah. except for a spinal tap. So. Yeah. One year before the death of Malcolm X, four years before the death of Martin Luther King Jr., five years before Fred Hampton wow. with the Black Panthers. Okay. Oh, go ahead. It yeah, was the FBI. This, this, oh, yeah. I, this sounds more like, yeah. Like yeah. An FBI and they didn't even set, investigate. Then, yeah, the fact that they didn't investigate is... Their, their investigation into Eliza and Bertha Franklin uh, was a, a polygraph test. And they asked them, like, did you kill Sam Cooke? And they were both like, no. And the polygraph test passed. And they were like, that was it. But she she had previously admitted to killing him. And then she said she recanted that statement in the polygraph? Pretty much. Well, they they put her story through the polygraph. I see. Okay. It was self-defense. They turned into self-defense. Yeah. So, uh, but people agree that he left with a woman. He le- Yes. Mm-hmm. According to everyone at Martoni's that night, he's sitting there at the bar with his $5,000. Mm-hmm. This woman, this 22-year-old Eliza, mm-hmm. approaches him mm-hmm. and is all over him. And, of course, is like, mm-hmm. this is Sam Cooke. He's fu- and he was mm-hmm. fucking hot. He was like yeah. handsome as fuck, was- super rich, super yeah. famous. Is she Colombian? Does she have some Eliza <laughs> Boyer. And according to everyone at the bar, she comes up to him and is like all about him. Mm-hmm. And she is the one, according to patrons at the bar... Who said we are going to the Hacienda Motel later? Mm. That she said that. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. And but of course, I mean, you know, this isn't recorded. So yeah, yeah, I mean, no. It was fucking... I mean, no, I mean, it all tracks. This this woman who like was super into him and had like this motel in El Segundo that she just loved yeah. to check out. Right. That it turns out to not even exist later. Right. Like, uh, yeah, no, the FBI makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. also to to play. To steel man the argument and and to counter it, if if it were just a robbery gone bad, and he was in the civil rights movement and all this controversy, he was this political figure. What better way to co-opt the murder and robbery and use it as a martyrdom mm, for right. that? You know yeah. what I mean? From from mm-hmm. to be. Like, oh, this was the FBI. Yeah. Like, there. Yeah, it, she could have also just been a prostitute, and then they got there, and the guys who actually For killed sure. them were like the pimps. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's like you know the the ma- the bullet didn't match the one in the manager's office because she didn't shoot him. She, he broke in there, and there was every, like five guys. And right. uh, every time yeah. there's a magic bullet, is involved yeah. with the CIA and yeah. the FBI. Oh, yeah. Like every fucking time. Yeah. Or hey, maybe. He was trying to fucking molest her. Yeah, I yeah, it could be. Who knows? That's why it's a, it's a very odd choice yeah. of place and yeah. manner yeah. in which to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all a mystery. Well, and that's just this is why it's mysterious Hollywood. Death. That's I why think, it's I baseless, think we conjecture. Some, baseless we got, conjecture. Yeah, we got some pretty good baseless conjectures yeah. over here. I thought so too. Oh, this is yeah. a good one. Well. Well, I had fun. Yeah. So two hits and a suicide? Two yeah. hits and a suicide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a woman who kissed a gun. Yeah. That's what I mean. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she kissed a gun. She kissed a gun. Yeah, watch the Al Pacino one. The Al Pacino movie is like, she did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Does he even come close to looking as fucked up as, as yeah. actual? Oh, really? Well, he comes about 50%. <laughs> I mean, Phil Spector, man, good lord, the guy was a fucking corpse. Listen, it's even even Al Pacino is not good enough of an actor to portray somebody that has no soul, and he no was way. the devil, and devil's advocate. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well, well, 
Uh, if, uh... If I ever come up mysteriously dead, you can memorialize me by checking out and liking stuff on my social media pages. Uh, if you would like to, to leave a like out of respect that, uh, <laughs> and comment about your favorite memory after my mysterious passing by the hands of the CIA, you can find me on Instagram at Drake Cummings, on TikTok at uh, Hollywood Drake, Drake L. Cummings, just draking around, depending on your flavor, Damn and uh, my merch store, RagingTwainsMerch.com. Hell yeah. Uh, you can uh, you can find me at <laughs> Sailor underscore Dev on Instagram and Abracadabra Dev on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can find me at the uh, Dead at the Hands of the CIA over <laughs> at James White Scott or Jimmy Deloy. You can find me at the uh, other end of a of a sniper scope <laughs> at uh, Film History. The history of film. You know what I'm talking about.